0: Welcome to your business education station. This is Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Our mission is to educate women and people of color about the financial and legal aspects of business, personal finance, and changing your money mindset to create financial freedom. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Florence Siler, CPA, and Attorney Althea DeVar Johnson.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Althea. How are you? I'm doing great. How about yourself, Doctor? I'm doing excellent. I'm doing excellent. And today we are talking about the spiritual side of finances. And Althea has a special guest that joined us today. And I'm gonna let her introduce <laughs> my her spe- special yes, guest. Your
2: special guest. Yes, and he is very special to me. Uh, we grew up in Florence, South Carolina. And uh, I had to watch over him a couple of times as he was growing up. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. So you beat up a few folks? From- yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. I had to. <laughs> uh, this is, uh, I want to introduce my friend, uh, Dr. Terry Alexander from Florence, South Carolina. He is an associate pastor of Monumental Missionary Baptist Church. And he also previously served as senior pastor of Wayside Chapter Chapel Baptist Church for 12 years in Florence, South Carolina. Under his leadership, he led in the construction of a new sanctuary, fellowship hall, classroom, and he just expanded the ministries there. He holds a master's of divinity degree from Howard University, my school. Yes, and an honorary doctor of divinity from St. James Elder. Theological Seminary. Okay. Dr. Alexander serves as one of the state representatives in South Carolina. He's a state representative in South Carolina, and he was a very good friend of um, Dr. uh, Clementa Pinkney. Um, Dr. Alexander, he assists educators with career and occupational information Help educate towards develop strategies, and he prepared workshops for career development. He has an active role in the state government, uh, where he is on the labor licensing and commercial, I mean commerce committees. He's married to um, a friend of mine, Star Lee Davis Alexander. They have two children and one grandchild. And I will want to introduce to you my good friend, Dr. Terry Alexander.
3: Good morning, Dr. Alexander. Good morning, sisters. Good morning, sisters (laughs) of the struggle. How you all doing?
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. That's a that's that is a good adjective for what we are, sisters of the struggle. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: I'm I'm delighted to be here. Thank you, um, Attorney, for giving me this opportunity and. And I know with all of those scholars in and around Atlanta, Atlanta, you came to South Carolina and got me. I'm honored.
1: Well, you know, uh, Dr. Alexander, when my when my friend Althea tells me that she got somebody uh, qualified to be on the show, I don't argue, yeah, because she hasn't let me down yet. Okay, well, That's I,
2: right.
3: well I, I hope this is not the day that she does.
2: <laughs> we don't think so. We don't believe so. <laughs>
1: Well, Doctor Alexander, I wanna I wanna make the best use of your time. I wanna get uh, uh, to it because I want uh, our listeners to hear what you have to say. Um, I had wrote an article on uh, money uh, and the spiritual side of finances, and uh, it just so happened. I guess this is this is just um, a confirmation of the spirit that my dear friend Althea said, "Let's do a show." On the spiritual side of finances. Um, and because after reading and studying the scripture, I realized that uh, the Bible has a lot to say about money. Um, and then she said when she read the article, she said that her friend Dr. Alexander has some stuff to say about our attitudes. Um, our spiritual attitudes and how money affects that. So I'm just going to let you roll with it. I'm going to let you go and and talk about um, th- these things that you've discovered uh, when people deal with money and their finances.
3: Well, thank you very much. Um, first of all, I'm, I'm no scholar at this, and and uh, but the Bible does have a lot to say about our finances. One thing I wanted to wanted to start off by saying that you know that. Scripturally, according to the scriptures, and and, I, and I let's just keep this in mind that, that, you know, scriptures are for those who believe, who believe in yes. God, believe mm-hmm. in Jesus, died, rose, and so so if, if, you, if you are not a Christian, quote-unquote, or you don't believe in the Bible, quote-unquote, then these, these scriptures that, that might come from this discussion today may not have any applications to you, but for those of us who do believe, for those of us who trust in the word, then it should mean a whole lot to us. Scriptures in particular talks about um, talks about us being in debt or whether or not we'd be in debt. You know, Deuteronomy fifteen and one says that after every seven years this is interesting. After every seven years, we are supposed to those who we owe are supposed to clear the debt. Mm. After after every seven isn't that isn't that interesting? And That's very man. interesting. That's and very
1: interesting. I wonder what our mortgage payment would look like <laughs> if we paid it in seven years. That is know, very it,
3: interesting. You know, not, not that you pay it, that it's not, not that you clear it. I mean, not that you pay it off. That if you are in debt to your fellow colleague, if I'm in debt to you, then you are supposed to, by the law, according to Deuteronomy and Leviticus, particularly Deuteronomy 15 and 1, it says that your debts are cleared unless you. Oh, not, they're forgiven. Yeah, they are forgiven. Yeah, that's the problem. That ah. they are forgiven. It is interesting that so many of us, our are, are Bible, you know, Bible believing folk, who take scriptures and it and they and they use them for their own purpose and for their own will. But but if we are if we are true scholars of the word and we are followers of the word, and and there's some debate about the literacy of the scriptures and and is everything in the Bible true? And if that is the case, then all of our debt should be free after seven years. <laughs> we,
2: but we know the reality of that, Dr. Alexander. Uh,
3: well, yeah, we
1: know the reality also, and we know that a lot of that Levitical law was, was for the Jew, you know, for the Jewish nation yes. back then. Um, but that's very, very interesting.
3: Yeah. Right. I wanted to start that up. So, so, so therefore that somewhere along life's highways, God never designed for people as to be in the debt that we are in and, and we Amen. are in. We are a debtor nation, not a debted people, but in order for the nation to be in debt, then that means that the people are in debt. So we are an okay. indebted nation. You know, we hear that our debts are going up trillions of dollars every year that we owe this country and that we owe that country. We were never designed to be a debtor people. That's now, true. That's we, we never designed it that And, and how do we get there? Because of our lack of contentment, uh, because, because of yeah. our lack of desire, because We are not content with what we have. Someone said that contentment means an internal satisfaction which does not demand changes in external circumstances. Yes. That we are, we are, should be content with what we have. But like everyone else, you know, you get a dollar, you want two dollars. You get two dollars, you want three dollars. And it goes on and on and on. And sometimes receiving those one and two and three dollars at a very high Price. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. One thing that we must learn how to do is, is to be content with what we have. Not to say that you shouldn't garner as much as you can, but you still, at some some point in your internal being, that you need to be content with you know with what you have. So therefore, that'll keep you at a moderation in terms of your receiving and achieving and getting in debt. One and- thing we should have some sense of balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Balance in our lives, and the one way I just said that money can't buy it, and poverty doesn't provide it. What is contentment? You know.
4: Mm. So, yeah. so you
3: know we have to we have to learn how to find that balance with what we have. The scripture talks about you know this guy said, I got all this stuff, all of this stuff, and I'm gonna build me a bigger barn. And the scripture says they replied to your food. You know, you building that bigger bond, you won't get to see it because your, your soul is required. Is required. That's right. You
1: know. But Dr. Alexander, I think what you're saying is so important. Um, what you're touching on is pretty much when you talk about contentment, you're talking about something that's internal and not external. Mm-hmm. And what you're talking about is the Bible. Uh, you know, Solomon was a very wealthy man. There's nothing wrong with being wealthy. It is our attitude towards the wealth. The Bible talks about not loving money. So it's the it's the love. It's not the money that's evil. Right. It's our attitude towards the money um, that can cause it to be evil. Our love and our lust, and if we don't keep that in check, um, then what you're saying can come to fruition. We can have our priorities all out of order and we can chase after something and never be content.
3: Never be content. Right. The, more, the more we get, the more we would want. And and, and that's where that greed and that contentment comes. That's, that's why you have so many of these millionaires and these billionaires. I mean, these guys worth $50 billion. I'm just thinking, how can you spend that?
2: You know I, mean?
1: can, I can. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, money. Dr. Floyd, I know better than that. <laughs> but, but but Dr. Elizan, I guess also with contentment is also a gratitude. A gratitude. Yes, yes. Right so if you're grateful for what you have and you show that you're grateful for your, what you have then the contentment part i think is comes into play and it's easy
1: yeah not it's not that's difficult. right,
2: it's, uh, that's it's right. Not difficult
1: that's right if you have the right spiritual attitude about money you can be wealthy and enjoy your money and not have you know uh, uh be conflicted and have all this sorrow that money can bring if you have not learned how to be content. Right. You know,
3: I have a, I have a friend, and he, he, God bless his soul, well, I had a friend. He's no longer with us. I mean, he was worth hundreds of millions of dollars, but he had no contentment. He, his family was broken. His children was broken. Everybody was broken. Had all of this money, but did not have a sense of contentment. And see, and that's, and that's what this whole piece about the balancing coming into life. See, our purpose here on life is not to see how much money we can garner. That, that's not our purpose, to see how rich we can be, see how bad we can be, see how wealthy we can be. Our purpose, according to the Scripture, was to serve God. And you can serve God with little, and you can serve God with lot. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think that we missed that point. We, we, we get so caught up and so busy trying to, be, trying to get, get, get. There's nothing wrong with that, but but keeping it in perspective. You know, Yes. our real purpose. Our real purpose is to serve God. For those who believe now, our real purpose is to serve God. And you can serve God with a billion dollars or you can serve God with no dollars. It all depends on your attitude and, and your disposition in, in where you are in your life. So we must somehow find that balance. Because if not it would throw us off. get so busy trying to build and accumulate mm-hmm. that we forget to serve. That we Okay,
1: well, well, Dr. Alexander, we're going to have to take a break, but I want to throw these questions out. Um, our intern did a little research, and, and there were a couple of questions she came up with that I thought were really awesome. She wanted to know, does money affect our emotions or vice versa? Mm-hmm. What emotional and spiritual toll can money have on us? And then she, oh boy, we're going to really have to get to this when we get back. We got to take a break, Dr. Alexander, but in the black church. Why is the relationship with money often led? Uh, I mean, often tied to your faith in God, yes. and how and how did history play a factor in our view of wealth? And what tools do you use now to combat and assist others in their understanding of money? So this we're gonna take
2: a break uh, in, in a few minutes, and but in the meantime, we invite you to call in, and that's at one eight 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 four six three six seven four eight. That's 888-GO-FOR-IT because we'd like for you to join this conversation and ask Dr. Alexander some of these questions. Amen. It's time to take a short break, but stay tuned. We'll be back with more right after this.
5: Are you in need of a breakthrough? Maybe you only need a roadmap to connect the dots to your success. You know you're destined for greatness. Have you grown tired of trying to figure it out by yourself? Well, not for long. Welcome to Coach's Corner Elite, a digital magazine whose mission is to become your premier resource in connecting with many of the industry's top go-to coaches, consultants, leaders, and experts. I'm talking about movers and shakers from around the world who are willing to share their stories of struggle and triumph, as well as their systems for success, so that you too can have hope. No matter where you stand in your journey, your search will be complete with Coach's Corner Elite. Visit our website, elite.com Join our mailing list today. Got Mobile, text Connect Me to three three four four four. Join us now. Coach's Corner Elite, your experience awaits.
6: You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click. If filing your own taxes is not for you, we've got you covered. Just click to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free, or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com.
0: You're listening to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson.
1: All, right. All right, Althea, we are back with your friend Dr. Tony Alexander, and so, uh, Doc, are you there? I'm here. Okay. I'm All right. So you. You, you you heard those little controversial questions we threw out there. We wanted to know if you could, because uh, I know your atti- the the, at, the ten attitudes or whatever that that you discuss uh, that you write about and discuss, pretty much tie in uh, answer some of these questions.
3: Okay, now repeat those questions. I didn't I didn't write them down. Let's go through
1: them one at a time. Oh, uh, you don't have to. <laughs> no no no.
3: You don't, don't have to write them down. Y'all, y'all talk faster than I can write. I'm an old. Oh uh,
1: no no we're sorry about that we're just talking about the emotions uh, the emotions of, of, of finance um, okay. you know does money how does does money or if it does how does it affect our emotions you know one thing you
3: said and you, and, 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 and you mentioned earlier about the money is the root of all evil it's not evil it is the root of all evil and, and it causes and it causes so much disdain it causes so much distrust and it causes a lot of depression. Uh, you know, when you don't have money, when you don't have money, or your children don't have money, it it, it, it presses on your spirits and on your souls, uh, mm-hmm. and and it really gets in your way spiritually. I, I think there was a scripture that talks about when when this guy was hungry and and and, and God said feed him, give him something to eat, strengthen him, and and money and resources and finances is, is is in in so many ways is strength and it changes your attitudes and and your disposition. A man told us a long time ago and and folks and I I had to come to realize that he said, money will change you. Mm
4: -hmm. Oh yeah.
3: Just think about what you can do with money. Think about the places you can go, the people you can see, the things that you can buy. Money changes you. We don't, we, we seem to not think so, but in reality, money will change you. Right. Oh okay, yeah, you have a different
2: attitude. I think you you you're right. You'll get a different attitude. It's just that can you humble yourself still enough to hear God's word, word to be a servant of God, and still have money? And that is possible because some people are actually doing that.
3: Yeah, and and I'm not and I'm not knocking that. You know, you're absolutely right. There are some people who who have a lot and they give a lot, and that's all right. But then there's some people who have a lot and give little because they think that their their their, 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 their conquest to having money was on their own and they forget about where they received their their good gifts from and it all came from the Lord. You know we well,
1: well even Solomon even Solomon who was the wealthiest man that ever lived, when he wrote the Proverbs, he wrote a lot of proverbs about honoring the Lord with your wealth.
3: That's right. Prosperi- that's right. Prosperity can lead can lead to the danger of forgetting God.
1: Yes yes
3: you know prosperity can lead to the danger of compromising when you when you become prosperous then you be tried then you begin to associate with those who may not know God
1: yes so, so
3: prosperity have, have, have its have dangers prosperity can, can lead to the danger of testing God you know I got all this God so I don't need God anymore you know so 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 being prosperous can be very very dangerous. If we are not mindful, the book of Deuteronomy talks about these in in so many ways. And the book of Deuteronomy is a good book. I I love it. I call it the book of remembering because there's a theme in the book of Deuteronomy that tells us or reminds us never to forget where you came from. That's right. Never forget what you had. Never forget that you were in slavery. Never forget that you was in the wilderness for, for 40 years and you did not go hungry. Your clothes did not wear out. Your shoes are not wear. and sometimes when we get prosperous, we forget that we did not have at certain points and times in our lives. So there is danger in prospering if if we are not rooted and if we are not grounded, and that's what happened to so many of us. We we get a couple of nickel, like to say, I mean, it's old school. Um, Attorney, you you get a two coins, you can rub together. We, <laughs> they rub, they rub back to back, and you doing you think you doing great? <laughs> we God, we we forget about the fear of God, and forget that God has given us all of these things. So there's a lot of danger when prosperity comes because it changes your attitude, and if you right. it and grounded, it, it would it would it would cause a whole lot of other issues.
2: Well, let me ask you this question because this is one of the questions that Flo asked before the break. In the black church, why is the relationship with money often tied to your faith in God?
4: Well, <laughs> is that a
3: trick it, question? It, no. it, <laughs> it,
4: yeah, did I, did I step on your toe here? <laughs> you got a no, you know, but
3: you know, but but it you know, you know, there is a direct coalition, correlation, if you will, in giving and in faith. Yes. You know. There's a direct correlation. You know, you you can't you can't you can't give without loving. No, you can't love without giving. Right. You understand what I'm
1: saying? Right.
3: You cannot right. love without giving, but you can give without loving. And yes, that's, give, true. that's The, the, true. Scripturally rule. the script The scripture tells us to give, and it shall be received. You, you see what I'm saying? It talks about giving. Well, well,
1: Second, Second Corinthians, uh, Second Corinthians nine seven talks about the attitude that we're supposed to have. We're supposed to have a cheerful attitude when we give. Um, we're not supposed to give grudgingly. Right. Uh, in the church, uh, but 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 most most people who are happy with their wealth will tell you that the lesson that they learned and the key was that even though they knew how to acquire wealth, they were very generous in giving very generous in giving back. And the Bible also tells you, you know, uh, whatever you reap, you should sow. You know, whatever you sow, you should reap. I mean, if you sow it, you'll reap it. And so people have learned this lesson. This is, um, even though, and and, and Dr. Alexander, you mentioned earlier, and I appreciate this, you mentioned that there are some people who are not going to take to heart the scriptures because they might not be believers. But one of the things that I found is there are a lot of things in scripture that are just universal truth. Is this universal truth? Just universal truth. And I have seen some people who are not even believers in Jesus Christ actually prosper just using the universal truths of the Bible. Now, of course, they have their judgment whenever that comes. But the fact that they are actually even using some of those principles in the Bible to uh, to to acquire wealth and to manage their wealth is amazing to me. There are they're, they're just some universal truths in the Bible, whether you believe or not.
4: Right. But
3: there are some universal truths. Some 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 things just is. You know? Yes.
4: They, they
3: just is. You know, um, Bill Walton not Bill Walton, Sam Walton of of um, Walmart. When he started, and he and he patterned himself after after this guy with Sears Roebuck. The guy with Sears Roebuck, after every dollar he made, he gave he gave twenty cent. Damn. Mm. Mr. Warden took it up a notch. Every dollar he made, he gave 25 cents back. He gave. Yes. Look at, look at what he's accomplished. Yes. Giving 25 out of every dollar, he gave 25 cents. And what happens with us uh, as people, human beings, black, white, blue, green, um, when we're making $10, it's easy to tie $1. <laughs> I dollars mean, Tithing a thousand dollars become hard. Yes. I, I read somewhere where, where one writer said that tithing was put in place for stingy rich people.
2: <laughs> well, that's true. Right?
1: Well that <laughs> said I like I like that saying. Um I also just wanted to to mention that the concept of tithing is actually an old testament uh concept and um it talks about it uh, sort of in Malachi, the the, the the idea of tithing. But the truth of the matter is, just like you said, Sam Walton gave 25 cent of every dollar. We should not stop at 10 percent. 10 percent was a gauge for Old Testament. We live we live in a we live under a new covenant. We live under a better covenant. So there's no reason why we need to we need to uh, have 10 percent as our, our all in all. And that's our benchmark. And that's it. But if we really love the Lord, now we're talking to Christians now. If we really love the Lord, we'll give as we prosper, and we'll we'll love giving so much that you might have to stop us from giving as opposed to encourage us.
3: 10% is just the starting point. Yes. It's not, it's not the ending point. 10% is the starting. That's where you start. And then you 10% is the minimum we should give. And then we move from 10% on up. That's the minimum. Not, not. You see, understand what I'm saying? So absolutely. We think, we think that's the maximum. I'll get my 10%. That is all. That is your beginning point. You know. Mm-hmm. And, once, and once we get that reality, and once we say it's all right to give, then and definitely, that the universal law is if you give, it, it'll it come back to
1: you. That, well, that, those of us, those of us who are Christians who think we're doing something special by giving 10% and calling it a tithe. We right. really don't understand what a tithe was in the Old Testament. A right. tithe, a 10%, the, the Jews had to give 10% of everything they owned.
3: Everything they owned.
1: Okay, so wow. we, so the concept of tithing was 10% of all of their wealth, tithe. not just a paycheck. Not
2: just a okay? paycheck.
3: Possession. <laughs> yeah. Time, yeah. talent, and, and possession.
2: That's right. Right. that's right. right. and possession.
3: That's everything, and but we 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 fail to do that. And you know, and and, and, and you keep you keep alluding to the old test. We under the new testament, but you know we can't just ignore the old testament.
1: Oh no, I don't. I don't mean to say that. It's yeah, for okay. our we, learning. Yes, it's for yeah, our we, learning. We,
3: yeah, we just but, can't uh, ignore it. You know, the Lord is my shepherd; I should not want. You know. That's no, 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 no. We no,
1: no. The old testament is for our learning. And it is very valuable to, to us living under Christianity today. I Yes, I'm glad you made that clear. Yeah.
4: Okay.
3: Yeah. What's that third question about our, my black church?
2: <laughs> well, I, I want to kind of get you off that, that one, so I won't put you in the hot seat so badly. <laughs> but what tools do we need to use now to combat and assist others in our understanding of money. And I know we only have two minutes in this segment, but I just kind of want you to briefly talk about that.
3: And I'm going to talk about that when we come back. I found that.
4: that was- <laughs> <laughs> You're not yeah. prepared for me? No, <laughs> 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 He
3: said, that's more than two minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
4: yeah.
3: You know, there are 10 principles, there are 10, there are ten financial principles that are biblical. and and that we can go through. One of them is God is the source. Giving is essential. Um, Live on the margin. Bible, back our saving. We don't save. Keep out of debt. Secret of contentment. Um, Keep good records. Budget ourselves. We don't budget. Don't co-sign. It's very simple. That's
2: a
4: good
3: one. (laughs) Godly counsel. You know, those are ten principles that we can talk about that we fail to recognize and we fail to realize particularly in not necessarily in the black church but in in, you know in our in our giving period in our handling of money period because the question becomes what happens when we die What Mm. what do we leave our children and our children's children
2: and that that is from a spiritual perspective
3: the wealth and that's special that we sometimes ignore. I'm going to spend it all, and I'm going to leave my children nothing, then why?
1: Right, right. Well, Dr. Alexander, I'm so glad to have you as a guest because all the things that you're talking about is why, uh, attorney Althea and I are even on the oh, air. Man. We want to inspire and help our, our people specifically, uh, to get past a certain attitude, but right. it's, it's time to take, take a, a break. break. Uh, you know, our, our producer and our intern are on it and, uh, it's time to take a break, uh, but stay tuned. We'll be right back, uh, with more with more of Dr. Alexander and the spiritual side of finances. Oh,
6: Busyfolk.com is the dry-cleaning pick-up and drop-off service for busy people like you. Busyfolk.com saves you tons of time. We can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? We also offer wash and fold laundry service. And we work hard to make sure that our customers know that their satisfaction is our main priority. Busyfolk.com is only a click away. Find us by typing busyfolk.com into your computer or smartphone. We currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb County. Visit BusyFolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's BusyFolk.com.
5: Are you in need of a breakthrough? Maybe you only need a roadmap to connect the dots to your success. You know you're destined for greatness. Have you grown tired of trying to figure it out by yourself? Well, not for long. Welcome to Coach's Corner Elite digital magazine whose mission is to become your premier resource in connecting with many of the industry's top go-to coaches, consultants, leaders, and experts. I'm talking about movers and shakers from around the world who are willing to share their stories of struggle and triumph as well as their systems for success so that you too can have hope. No matter where you stand in your journey, your search will be complete with Coaches Corner Elite. Visit our website, coachescornerelite.com. Join our mailing list today. Got mobile? Text connect me to 33444. Join us now. Coach's Corner Elite. Your experience awaits.
0: And now back to Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson for more of Mind Your Business Radio on Talk Zone.
1: Well, are we, we are back. We are back, and we are we are uh, hosting our guest, um, Dr. Alexander. Mm-hmm. And Althea, before we left, you you were asking some awesome questions, and you got Dr. Alexander to talking about his ten points. Yes. Uh, Dr. Alexander, are you there?
3: I'm here. Thank you.
1: Okay, and you want to? We want to. We want to spend some more time on these ten, 10 points.
3: points. Okay. Good. Well, that's good because that, these are just ten. 10- Financial principles—they're not—they're not the guru at all. These are just some principles that I ran into, and it makes a lot of sense to me. And they have—they have scriptures to back up what, what you know what I'm referring to. And and the first principle is that God is the source. Uh, God Yes. Is the source of everything. Philippians 4:19 says, "My God should supply all your needs according to the riches in glory by Christ." So it talks about that God being the source of so whatever we need, we need to acknowledge first um, that God is our source. And Corinthians 9 and 8 says it like this And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having sufficiency in all things may abound in every good work. Whenever we need money or possession, prayer is the answer. Look Amen. to the Lord, because yes. he will provide it according to his. Will. Yes. The second principle is giving is giving. Giving is essential. Uh, uh, Luke 6 and 38 says the key verse give, and it shall be given unto you good measures. Very, very familiar um, scripture. Pressed down and shaken together and running over shall man give to your bosom. For the same measure that you might wither, it shall be measured to you again. And according to Deuteronomy 14 and 23, my, one of my favorite books. One purpose of tithing was to teach the people of Israel to put God first yes. in yeah. their lives. If I am unwilling to meet the Lord this morning when I get up, that means I'm putting somebody else or something else before the Lord. I, I, I've been doing this prayer thing for about three years now, um, doctor and attorney. Every morning at 7 o'clock, I don't care where I am in the country or in the world, at seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time, I'm on a prayer call, and yes. we pray fifteen minutes because I understand that I need to meet God first. First thing I get up and do, I turn on my computer, pull up my Bible, and started reading scriptures. Okay,
4: crucial.
3: that is crucial and important. Giving not just your 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 possessions, but your time and your talent to God. When
2: yes. A, what's what's a, number three, Doctor Alexander? Uh-huh. What's that three? I only want you. I, I want you to get through all of these. Okay, that,
3: okay, number three. Okay, live on the margin. <laughs> live live on the margin. Everyone ought to live on a margin—a a physical margin, a spiritual margin, a time margin, and a financial margin. Living on a margin simply means allowing room for things to happen. That's number three. Number four, and then we'll come back and have some discussion on number four. The fourth financial principle concerns saving money, setting aside for a rainy day. There is treasure to be desired and all in the dwelling of the wise, but foolish man spends it up. That's Proverbs 21 and 20. Proverbs 22 and 3 emphasize this way. A prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself, but if simple, passes on and are punished. Okay, the next... The next principle, the fifth principle, is keeping out of debt, something we we don't do well. Keeping out of debt, out of unnecessary debt, and thus avoiding the debt trap. Mm Buying for a house or a car is one thing, but taking on financial obligations, one can't keep buying beyond their ability to pay. That's Mm -hmm. not a good thing because you have good credit. That, that that's a good thing, but that can be a very dangerous thing because I often tell my bank when I see him, I said, "Man, what well, for you are, I wouldn't be in this
4: debt."
3: Have, <laughs> I, I said, "I'm blaming y'all for allowing me to go in debt." You know, because you have good credit, that's not a good, that's a good thing, but then why you want to use up all of your credit? Right. The two and many mm-hmm. of us think that you can buy now and pay later. That that is that isn't true. Easy credit now makes. Ease, makes people uneasy later. Yes. Usually, a usually a person pays more for the use of borrowed money than he gets in interest for saving it. That's true. That's
1: true.
3: The sixth one is, and we talked about it. Someone, the secret of contentment. Hebrews five puts it succinctly: Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he that hath said, "I will never leave thee nor forsake thee," be content with what you've got. You don't need to build a bigger barn. I, I remember, I remember this, lady, this lady came to me one day and she said, Reverend, I got all this money and I just don't know what to do with it. I said, well, give some to the church. Well, let me think about that. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you so know, you gave her an know, answer, but she didn't want to hear it.
3: Right. Yes. I said, well, give some to the church. Well, let me think about that. She didn't know what to do with it, but she knew that she didn't want to give it to the church. Sure, so we applied to Tent with with whatever it is that the Lord has given unto us. The next item, the next one, the seventh principle, is the one of, of record keeping. Keeping records and making a budget. God words say that by the truth and sell it not, also wisdom and instruction and understanding. Through wisdom is an house built, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. We don't budget. We just spend, yep. spend, and spend, spend. Have, by keeping good records, having a plan, and being honest with oneself, a person won't get into financial trouble. Being honest with oneself, a person won't get into financial trouble. We we mm-hmm. seldom see financial successful people who don't keep good records.
2: That's true. Absolutely
3: consign is the eighth principle. Don't consign. Don't co-sign with nobody. Co-signing means that you are putting yourself in debt. It means that the person that you're signing for can't pay their bills. Right. <laughs> right. And probably
2: not right. going to pay their bills and, and had no intentions right. of paying like, their bills.
3: And all the work that
1: you've done from step one to seven is in jeopardy. It's in jeopardy. Yes.
3: <laughs> <So, laughs> <laughs> you're a co-signer. You know, I'm a co-signer for you. You can't pay your bills. So what makes me think you're going to pay this one? Right. You're not, most likely. So, you know, we have to be mindful of that. Work hard. The ninth principle is that work hard. The scripture spells out, In all labor there is profit, but the talk of the lips tendeth only in puny poverty. He that t- tilleth his land shall have plenty of bread, but he that flows after the vain persons shall have poverty Enough. It is important that we work. We, we you cannot we cannot accomplish anything without working. And the mm-hmm. last one I think should be first. The last one I think is that seek godly counsel.
4: Mm-hmm. The
3: last principle is yeah. that speaking of godly counsel. Blessed is the man that walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. A person needing financial advice should not go to someone who makes his living selling the very thing <laughs> he's contemplating buying. without counsel purpose are disappointed but in the multitude of counselors they are established that's Proverbs 15 and 22 before buying a house purchasing a car or just borrowing money pray about it and seek the counsel of godly people they keep you from making a lot of mistakes seek the advice of godly people there are a lot of godly counselors out there there are a lot of godly financial um
2: advisors.
3: Uh, out yes. out there. Godly ones. Seek those godly people before you decide to make any any major any major investment on um, with your finances. And we we fail to do so. We going to those people who want to make money off of telling you how to spend your money.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. That's true. That's true. Everybody everybody's got a seminar.
3: Everybody, oh everybody has a seminar. They even tell you how to spend your money, and they say spend it wisely. You you are paying people to tell you how to spend your money. Yes. Going, That's right. with folks trying to tell you how to spend your money. So I would suggest that that, that that tenth principle that I that I ended with should be the first principle that you start with, and that is seek godly counsels first.
1: Well, that makes sense, uh Dr. Alexander, because... Um, the, um, a lot of the majority of the scriptures that you quoted today, a lot, well, the majority of them came from the book of Proverbs right. and we know that the wealthiest man that ever lived wrote most of that book. Right. Uh, right. and so, and he, you know, and he, uh, he sought after wisdom and so God has given it to
2: us. He's saying, okay, Solomon sought after wisdom. So, uh, here it is. But just like you and, and Dr. Flo mentioned before, even though you may not be a spiritual or God or, or believing the scriptures, there are still principles yes. that can be applied to anybody in everybody's life. That's right. To, yeah. to accomplish, to accomplish not just only wealth, but the, the to accomplish uh, a healthy financial uh, lifestyle that's right that will not only uh, protect you but your family and your children's children that's right that's right
1: well Dr. Alexander one of the things we want to talk about and um, we, we're gonna I, I guess we need to start it in this segment and we're we cannot close the show without talking about it is the whole aspect of the spiritual Well, the whole spiritual aspect of leaving a legacy. Yes. Um, It just seems to me, I I promise you that um, we started a series uh, at at my church um, to educate people about their finances, educate people about leaving a legacy, um, because we were just in my personal uh, observation, I was just fed up uh, watching people have to pass the hat around church to bury their loved
4: ones. I know. And that's um that's yes
1: and, and that's yes you know and seeing people um uh seeing a, a a parent leave a house uh to a child and that child lose the house right. uh or do some things because things or 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 someone who was not entitled uh to the wealth right. uh like the state
4: yes, <laughs> come going.
1: in come in and be able to take the wealth away from a uh, from a generation of people um and so it's it's because to your point, though, uh, the first thing is because we don't seek godly counsel. Uh, and so we don't seek out counsel. We might not have, have learned those lessons in our house, in our household, uh, but by all means, we can seek out godly counsel and, and, and figure out how to change uh, our thinking.
3: And, 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 that's, and that's a process, you know, changing your thinking. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we have to think differently. And and to think differently is not necessarily to mean to think wrong. You just think differently, see things differently. And that's where this godly counseling come in. You know, God God, God will direct you if we let God do so.
2: Right, right. Because and Dr. God- Alexander, I- I'm sorry to cut in, but we have to take a short break. I preach. know you want to preach, and I <laughs> and I and want I've you heard you.
4: <laughs> but it, but it, is
2: noon, it is noon, daytime
3: preaching.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: but we'll be right back after this uh, short break.
6: You can file your own taxes. It's simple. Just click. If filing your own taxes is not for you, we've got you covered. Just click to reach a real CPA. Most advice is free. Or you can hire a CPA if you're still convinced that tax preparation is just not for you. It's all right here on MyOwnTaxReturn.com. That's MyOwnTaxReturn.com. Busyfolk.com is the dry cleaning, pick-up, and drop-off service for busy people like you. Busyfolk.com saves you tons of time. We can pick up and deliver to your job or your home. You decide. No more fighting traffic trying to pick up the kids and the dry cleaning before going home. One less trip means less money spent on gas. And we all know that time is money, right? We also offer wash and fold laundry service, and we work hard to make sure that our customers know that their satisfaction is our main priority. Busyfolk.com is only a click away. Find us by typing busyfolk.com into your computer or smartphone. We currently pick up and deliver in the Atlanta area, serving Fulton, DeKalb, and Cobb counties. Visit busyfolk.com to register for an account or to learn more. That's busyfolk.com.
0: Welcome back to Mind Your Business Radio on TalkZone.com. Here's Dr. Florence Seiler and Althea DeBar Johnson.
1: Well, we are back. We are back. And what we are talking about uh, before we left on the break was something that's very near and dear to my uh, co-host uh, heart. Attorney Athia Debar Johnson is leaving a legacy, and uh, Dr. Alexander, we were just talking about that. Um, so I'm just, I'm
2: you, you and Althea can do a whole hour show on this. Oh, I'm sure. absolutely. And I, I guess Dr. Alexander, one of the questions I have is why is that we as as a spiritual people do not follow the principles or those steps that you talked about to help ourselves and to leave that legacy
3: one of the things is that we as spiritual folks we don't see the relationship with finances and god you know Mm. sometimes sometimes in our thinking you know because i've heard it from church members all the time well well what money got to do with it why are you always talking about money why are you always talking about giving it and it's not about it's not that the church needs it and the church does but but god will take care of that When it comes to our dollars, we want to separate that from Christianity, from our relationship with Mm God. You know, we we have a tendency, when you start talking about dollars and cents, and and I don't like, and that's, if I, if one thing I don't like to do in the church is talk about money, but the reality (laughs) of it is, you got to have it. Right. and, And if Christians, if Christians were who they say that they were, the preacher would not have to talk about it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but see, it's like you said, and and we you can quote scripture after scripture. Finances, money is talked about.
1: It's so, it's it's over. There are over a thousand references in the scriptures that deal with the concept of wealth and money, and that is actually more references to money than the topic of love.
2: Wow. So, <laughs> so I can't see why it is that you want to separate the two when it's talked about so much. And I, I think
1: it's because and, and, and Dr. Ellison, I'm going to turn this back over to you, but I wanted to get this one scripture in. Matthew 6, 21 says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And so the reason why I believe that uh, God allowed the spirit to uh, cause men to write so much about wealth and money is because the Lord knows how man thinks, right. and the Lord knows that our attention is going to be where our money is. Right. And so, you know, you know the rapper, "I got my, my mind on my money and my money on my mind." <laughs> it's just say, you know, you can say it any way you want to, but yeah, yeah. I can tell you, I can tell you what you love. By looking at where your money goes. Right.
3: Well, not not only not only not only, not only that scripture reminds us of the treasury from a financial perspective, but treasury from what's in your heart. Yes. You know, is there where your, your treasure be, or where your treasure, your heart be? What, what it means that what whatever you feel good about, what's important to you is where you're going to put your heart. Mm-hmm. Whether it's finances, whatever it might be, what's important to you. That's where your heart is going to be. If your children are important to you, that's where your heart is going to be. If your church is important to you, that's where your heart is going to be. So, so it kind of tells you. It tells you about the type of person you are based on your service and your giving of your time and your talent to your churches. Absolutely, but
1: but it also it also it definitely does say something. It definitely does say something also about your about your finances. Yeah. Uh, because if you love your children, uh, that's your money goes there. You can't yeah. help but your money go there.
2: Uh, sometimes a little too much, right? A little <laughs> too much. And, but, but sometimes yeah. the balancing act, the balancing act doesn't play out because again, we don't leave that legacy for our children's children. It's not an intergenerational uh, mindset that we tend to have, and we need that. That's a mindset we need to get into. Yes. Yes.
1: Uh I guess it I think you and I talked about it a little before. I guess it's just that mentality of wanting things here and now and instantly uh, we don't we don't think past you know our here and now, and we were talking about that even when it came to debt and things like that. We we're so focused on wanting things here and now as opposed to delayed gratification, uh, and some of that delayed gratification means that we cannot get into debt right now. Right, we need to take our time and pay things cash. You know some things that don't appreciate. Uh, some, you know I don't I'm not a believer in using credit cards. Uh, for things that don't appreciate um, or things that you can't pay off in 30 days. Um, And so, you know, just even getting that delayed gratification and leaving a legacy is delayed gratification. What you are saying is that I'm leaving something for generations to come and I may not even see it. Okay, yep. but I'm sacrificing now so right. that my legacy, my family can live better after I'm gone.
3: Sure. My verse 13 and 22 says it very succinctly. It is good to have something to pass down to your grandchildren. Yes. It is good. That is one translation. It is good to have something to pass down to your grandchildren. We have to look down the road. Eternity is down the road also. All of these things that we are looking after is not right here in front of us, but it is down the road. And we must prepare for our tomorrow. Even though it's coming, the Lord will take care of it. But there is a preparational process that must take place from a financial perspective for our children. And we don't do that well. We, we, we haven't been trained, and, and we don't train our children likewise. But those who have trained them, those who have been trained and those who are training their children, you can see that generational wealth taking place.
4: And you see a difference.
3: And there, there is a difference. So we have, and, and it is a mindset. It is something that, that our churches need to take part in. It is something that our churches need to start discussing. And I'm glad to hear that, Dr. say, that you all are beginning to talk about finances and, and what it means to start looking at your financials from a scriptural and from a spiritual perspective. We we just want to keep those two separate. For some reason, yeah. we don't want to bring, we don't see the correlation in, in my having what I have and my relationship with God.
1: But it is, Dr. Alexander, it is so much of a mindset. And that is the one common theme that flows through all of our shows at Mind Your Business Radio it we are the reason why it's called mind m mm-hmm. i n d mind your business is because we know that all of this begins with the mind. Right. All of this begins with what's in your head. All of this begins with changing your mind, getting information, getting an education, doing things that will help you be a better steward of what God has has blessed you
2: with. Absolutely.
3: Right. And and and, I, and I, when I read your when I read your head, you know your your. The name of your shots. wow, that's pretty cool. And it, it is about minding your business, it is about changing how we see things. Um, Einstein says, You change your thinking, you'll change the world because we are a product of our thinking.
1: Yes, yes,
3: are, yes. But we change our thinking, we change which scripture tells us too be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So yes, it, it is a process. It is a process that we might we need to take hold to, and it's not going to happen overnight. But it have to keep. It's a continuous process of teaching and training and training and teaching. It's interesting. Sunday after Sunday, the preacher had to come up and ask folks to give.
1: Isn't that interesting? As if as if it's a new concept.
3: As if it's a new concept. In church, to 50 years, every Sunday, the preacher goes say the same. All right, time to give. Now, y'all come on, bring your whatever, and that's seem like that should be automatic. Yes. You yes. Seem like that should be. A, like your mind should have been transformed to like I'm giving because it's the right thing to do. I'm, I'm managing my finances because it's the right thing to do. Not just good, but it's the right thing to do. I tell folks that you know to 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 drugs to drugs to drug to the to the dope head, Drugs are good, but is it right?
1: <laughs> right.
3: Yeah. So you know right. you, do, you do you do this because it is the right. Thing to do, and and we don't want to do that. And we had to start teaching our parishioners and our communities in which our church is set, you know, the the, the the purpose of our finance and how God has blessed us and how we can use our finances to better our communities and to better those who are coming behind us.
2: But part of what I I try to also teach, Dot Dot Alexander, is that. Estate planning is not about a business of dying. Estate planning is about the business of living. living. That's right. And that's the concept and that's the tagline, the business of living, because Mm -hmm. it's not beyond death. It's the things that happen to us now when we save and budget and prepare, we're not just preparing for death, we're preparing for, unlo- for life uncertainties. Yes. That can happen to us right now. Right. That can either, we can either sustain through that, that hardship and that hard time, or we are wiped out.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, you know, if you if, you know, if you uh, fail to plan, you plan to fail, I plan to fail. <laughs> you, it, you have got to spend some time. There is nothing wrong with one show. Dr. Alexander, we were laughing, talking about in our community, we have these, these stigmas. So if we sit down with big mama and talk about life insurance or talk about planning, big mama thinks we are trying to kill her. No, right. we're not trying to kill you, big mama. We just want, we just want to make sure all of our affairs are in order.
3: That's right. So when you leave here, we can take care of you. Or if we leave you, you will be taken care of.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're not passing the hat. Right. But the <laughs> other thing is, Dr. Alexander, you got a, a task before you when it comes to helping us uh, change the mindset of our community. Oh, absolutely. And what you said really perked
1: my attention because what you said was we need to have the churches uh, uh, come together and basically help change the mindset of our community. Um, and you, you love Proverbs. Proverbs says, as a man, thinketh, so is he. Uh-huh. So we have thank got to you. come together. So thank you, thank so, you so much, much
3: Dr. Dr. Alexander.
2: Alexander. Thank you. That's Thanks. all for this week's show. Thank
3: you. We enjoyed it. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you for listening. To, listening to Business Education Station. Your, your business, business, your family, your, your life.
1: life. Yeah. Mind your business out there, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>